having some complications. So he's going to be visiting with her today, and we send our prayers to both of them today. Today in studio, we have uh, we have a couple of people we've been looking forward to talking to for a while. We have my friend Gary Hackney and Tracy. Uh, Tracy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you come from, where you've been, and, and how did you get here today? Um, you want to you want to move right up to that. I am a 44-year-old mother of two and um, happily married. And in end of February, I was diagnosed with um, stage 4 colon cancer. Okay. Let me help you. Go ahead. Gotcha. Um, it was just one of those things after the holidays, feeling tired. Okay. But who doesn't feel tired after the holidays? You're mm-hmm. running around. You know, my daughter was on a in the nutcracker you know so we're living at theaters you know doing all the holiday things with family and stuff tired after the holidays but didn't think anything of it and then um just started having some symptoms and my husband said why don't you go to a doctor let's go get this checked out we were supposed to leave on vacation he's like let's go to the doctor get things checked out so that we can go on vacation not have to worry about anything and um i went to the doctor thinking that i had hemorrhoids and went through an exam and he's like, no, oh, you don't have hemorrhoids. I'm like, are you sure? Because I feel something up there. Mm-hmm. What I was feeling was my cancerous tumor. Okay. But I didn't know that at the time. Um, so he just said, you know, let's, let's, to be sure, let's get you in for a colonoscopy. And I looked at him, I go, I'm 44 years old. Do I really need to go get a colonoscopy? And my husband right there goes, uh, yeah, we're, we're just gonna go get a colonoscopy you're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. So they put it in, you know, rush me in just because I was, I'm leaving for vacation with my kids and my husband meeting my parents down at Disney World. Okay. So they rushed us, rushed me in for the colonoscopy. I had it the day before we we're supposed to get on an airplane and the doctor came in and said, you know, you have a tumor. So let's get you in for CT scans and go from there. And Rushed me in for CT scans, never made the airplane to go on vacation. Um, got in for CT scans, had to wait a little bit to get those results, which was agonizing. Mm-hmm. I met with an oncologist, and then he told me, you know, you have colon cancer. It's stage four, has traveled to your liver. I went into shock. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't even talk, I couldn't even cry, just froze. I do remember asking him, are you sure it's cancer and not fatty liver? (laughs) (laughs) And he kind of looked at me like, yeah, it's not fatty liver. I'm like, are you sure? Sure. (laughs) You know, because I was I was in shock. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't know what to do, you know. And um, so we just kind of went from there, kind of went home in shock. You know, before we left there, my husband was on the phone, called my parents right away. They were um, they're snowbirds. They go down to Florida. And they were down in Florida waiting to hear, waiting for the phone call to hear. And my husband just said, you know, get in the car, come home. She needs you. Sure. So they left right away the next morning and were up. Okay. Stayed with us for a while so that they could help with the two girls while I went back and forth to different doctors and opinions to decide, you know, what we wanted to do because I was debating. Honestly, I was debating doing the all-natural route. Mm -hmm. But because I was stage four... And have a family, it, it, it was just too risky. Okay. So I'm I'm doing both the all natural route with chemo. Okay. 
And I want to introduce Gary real quick as well. Oh. For those of you who don't know Gary, he is a cancer fighter also from CTCA. And there's a there's a bit of a history here between you two, isn't there? A little bit, maybe. Okay. Bit. We're going to come back to that in just a second. <laughs> but you were telling me something before we went on the air that people need to hear. Would you please? What was, it, what was, what was I saying? had something to do with the number of years. Oh, last month was my 12-year anniversary. Yeah. I had stage 4 thyroid cancer. Yeah, it was 12, 12 years last month. That is that is huge news, and we are happy to hear that. Well, thank you. I appreciate and, that. And I'm sure everybody we're, who's out there is happy to hear it as well. So just so we're all in the same group here, you had stage 4 cancer of the... I had thyroid. Uh, thyroid cancer. cancer. Okay. We my... Remove my thyroid, many mm-hmm. of my lip notes on both sides of my thyroid, and had to scrape my trachea. Okay. And how did you find out? I had a sore throat. Okay. And you uh, told me the story, so yeah, again, if you would. I, yes. It was November of 05. I had a sore throat. I worked outside here in McHenry, the lumber yard. But when May of 06 came along, I started a sore throat. Then I started seeking doctor, medical advice, and my first doctor thought it was strep throat. I took the pills for two weeks, one bad. Sent me to the ENT who thought I had acid reflux. I took the Nessium for 30 days, went back, and uh, the rest is pretty much history. I'm here. Uh, I had cancer. And uh, it spread out through my thyroid, all through my neck. I, my wife calls it my sexist smile. I'm talking here, here, all around. At one time I couldn't laugh about it, but now I can't see this sexist smile. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, but you have to laugh about it because sure. that laughter is good for the soul. It's good for the healing. So. All righty. Let me tell. Let me say hi to Phil. Phil knows Serena says hello. Uh, Phil, you had sent me a message yesterday. I'm going to make a couple co- phone calls today, and I will be back with you with an answer to your question. Um, getting back to getting back to where we started on this, uh, Tracy. So now you find out you've got cancer. You said you thought about. The, you know, perhaps an all-natural approach. What does that entail? Well, we were going to, my husband and even I have a sister, uh, actually I have sister-in-laws who are very into doing things naturally. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, even up to this point, I tried to do everything naturally, um, big into essential oils and what you eat and all that stuff. And you know, you as soon as you hear you need to have chemo, you're like, you're gonna put that in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you hear all the <laughs> horror stories on it did this to me or it, oh that killed my parent, they died because of the chemo, and so you hear all that stuff. So, you know, we were even thinking about should we look into all natural places? You hear about these places in Mexico and right. the all natural approach and um and you know, we were at the point where my husband's like we're gonna do whatever it takes if we have to fly to mexico or go down to arizona and check into all natural clinics if that's what you want to do that's what we're going to do if you want to so um we ended up the first oncologist that (coughs) diagnosed me um we really didn't click (laughs) but if you think about it who's going to click with a doctor that tells you you have stage four cancer that's a crappy job right that's a crappy job having to tell break the news that you have cancer who's gonna (laughs) you know (laughs) 
<laughs> I, never, I never thought about yeah. it that way, but yeah, yeah. good point. That'd you be know? a tough job yeah, to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really would. Really valid yeah. point there. And never. you know, because when he told, I'm like, um, I'm 44 years old. I have a family and I have two young girls. You know, and he can't do anything about that. Well, see, right. Cancer does not care about none of that. Yeah, no, cancer exactly. does not care about that. Yeah, you know, um, but I just didn't get the hope feeling, the homey, you know, helpful feeling there. Mm-hmm. So our next step, and my husband was just, you know, if, if we're going to tackle this head on, you can't walk into where you're going to receive treatment crying. <clears throat> you, you know, we need to go in with a, I'm going to beat this attitude, happy attitude and stuff. So um, at that time, I was still giving myself the pity party on the couch, you know. <laughs> we all did it. Yeah, we all yeah. did it. I didn't go into work for weeks, you know. And sure. I'm lucky enough to have, you know, an awesome boss who understands and was just like, do whatever you need to do. Just, you know, I'll call and check in on you. And um, and while I was doing my pity party, my husband's coming home with books, how to beat cancer through nutrition. Um, and going, he's on the internet looking up different doctors. Worst and, mistake I made. Oh. Absolute worst mistake I made. Books? Researching what to do. Oh. Because Terrible. you'll drive yourself insane. Well, he did it all for me because I was so overwhelmed. Right. He's I'm on the couch watching junk TV, mm-hmm. and he's highlighting, okay, you need to take this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I was just like, okay, and everything's going, Psh, right. because I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I got to go through chemo. Right. <laughs> let, me, <Yeah. laughs> let me say a quick shout-out to Peter Gall. Peter, thanks for joining us. Rachel Sellers says hello. Hi, honey. Oh, wait. She might have been saying hi to Gary. Hey, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, you know, I've said uh, on this show many times, and, and speaking of my own fight with cancer, the worst thing I did after I was diagnosed was trying to learn everything I could about cancer mm-hmm. because I went through, I looked up, I looked up what it was, how to beat it, all the underground stuff that the the government uh, was uh, was trying to kill us with cancer, <laughs> yeah. that, that that the cure for cancer was actually out there already. I just had to find it. I could go to, I mean, on and on and yeah. on and on. And the more you read, the more you think to yourself, I don't, I can't live long enough if I didn't have cancer to do all this stuff. <laughs> Research, yeah. Yeah. So I better talk to somebody who knows more about it. That's than why yeah. Do- that's why Doodle does not have a store like Seven Eleven. You know, right. Walk in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Well, <laughs> and my husband actually took Google away from me for a while. He should. Because, I mean, really. Yep. Because I the worst time up. to have it is when you yeah. have it going through something yeah. like this. Yep. Because your mind thinks I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Don't do that. Yep. Right. Do not do that. Or right. you're reading something negative, mm-hmm. and that, especially if after you get through that negative you know, onset, and then you're reading something on Google that's not positive. Mm-hmm. But isn't it, know? though, if it's on Google, it has to be true? <laughs> I, I've, I've put that aside. I don't, I don't believe that anymore. I don't either, <laughs> I don't either no. but there are yeah. certain people that do. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I had Google Greg taken Liz- away from me. <laughs> Greg Lesniewski says, hi, Gary. Hey, preacher. Um, but, yes, that's – so, all right, now you've done the research – You've you've said all right. Your husband said all right. We're going to stand up to this thing, and you got on board with that. Yes. Yep. And we went so for what, a second opinion. Okay. What what turned you from? I'm not liking this at all. To all right. I'm standing up and fighting. What was the thing that turned you around? Well, you have two. Besides children. your husband. Yeah. Well, and I have 
two kids. I okay. have a family. You mm-hmm. know, I have extended family. My parents, they sure. all need me. Okay. You know, and I want to be around for them, too. Um, but it, uh, <laughs> my husband was at work, and, you know, I was still kind of going through my pity party, and I, my one sister-in-law, she actually... All of a sudden, she just showed up at my doorstep, and I was on the couch. Okay. Actually, my in-laws were with me, too. I think my parents were on their way driving up from Florida, and my in-laws came by to sit with me because I didn't want to be alone. And my one sister-in-law, all of a sudden, she comes in. She's hauling in a blender. She's hauling in her essential oils. And she goes, get off the couch. She goes, put your jacket on and shoes on. We're going for a walk. Mm-hmm. She's like, we got to get the oxygen pumping back through your body again, you know? Sure. And she's, you know, and she's making me a smoothie with Brussels sprouts and kale and fruit and stuff. And she's telling me, If I could tell you the smoothies that I drank (laughs) that we put together, Uh that if I I looked at one of them now, I would probably just throw up. I mean, there was some... It was some nasty looking yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every morning, every morning. I yeah. remember, I remember arguing with vinegar. Uh huh. Yep. Apple vinegar. I drink it every morning. Oh, I yep. used to that. God. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's like, you know, she's she goes, and even my husband came home from work. He's like, if we're gonna beat this, we can't sit around here and mourn it. So I knew then I had two choices. I could sit on my couch, and you know, be depressed about it. Right. Or I can just start living my life like I wanted to live it mm-hmm. and beat it and do whatever I can to beat it so that I can be around sure. for my family. So that's what changed my attitude. I mean, definitely, it's a shock. And it's not that I have, it's not that every day is a good day. Of course not. Because you go through treatment and you have some cruddy days. Every day is not a good day for people who do not have cancer. Yeah. It's life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And 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 you're right. There are some days that are okay. Yeah. When you're going through treatment, there are some days that are just ridiculously oh, bad. Yeah. And you're and that's just that's just part of the game. Uh, part a of game. The I hate I hate the word the, I hate the word game. It's part of the deal. That's how yeah. it is. The journey. It's right. not like having a twenty four hour flu, well, I'm gonna feel better in a day, two days, I'll feel better, it's gonna go away. This yeah. is a lifetime altering mm-hmm. sentence. Yeah, I mean, and you know. and we all know. Well, at least at least you and I know. Even when you're done, you're not done. No, oh. that's just the beginning. Because yeah. now you got to rebuild everything. Yeah. Yep. Somebody says to me, "What what is normal?" Good, good question. <laughs> I'm th- normal. Do you have a gas dryer at home? If you go to the settings on your gas dryer, those are normal. That is normal. <laughs> what you do in your life, what you do in your life, sure. What I do in my life, that's your normal. That's your normal. This is mine. We don't have the same normal. Right. What I used to do, do I miss it? Sometimes. Sure. But for me, having cancer is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I mean, and, and I need, and I need to know because people aren't going to understand that no. statement. And, and I've said the same thing. Right. But tell, explain. Tell us but why. Having cancer. Who I am is not who I used to be. Okay. Okay. People who knew me twelve years ago. <laughs> that's a whole different life, right? This whole different world. I don't want no part of that. What I do now for myself and for people, mm-hmm. I love. I love. If I didn't have cancer, would I be here today? Would I met you? Would I have met you? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Probably not. No. The answer is no. I have met people from all around this world. In person, talk to them on the telephone, via email, text, 
people that I I don't I don't use the word friends as I always say I have no friends just acquaintances <laughs> <laughs> the reason being because I know people are listening friends always want to borrow money or borrow your trust it ain't gonna happen <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> I have lots of acquaintances, uh, many, many, many acquaintances that I love dearly, uh, that I respect and cherish. But I never would have had all them people. Sure. It was not for cancer. Yep. My neighbor, uh, I've been talking about what I'm doing at the hospital. Next month would be nine years. I drive an hour each way, three days a week, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I drive an hour. I leave the house at 4 o'clock in the morning. So, one morning, about eight years ago. He's a contractor. We're out in the driveway talking. He said, why do you go to that hospital? You don't have cancer. I said, well, you know, it's not like the chicken pox. Measles, you can't catch it. Because uh-huh. people think you have cancer. You shake your hand, I'm going to catch it. That's, you can't. But he said, well, why do you go? I said, very easy. I said, so when you give, you get. Said, what does that mean? <laughs> that means you ain't got it. Mm-hmm. Really. If you have to ask that question, you don't have it. And I can't give it to you. That's just something that, and I do. I love it. Uh, I thought about going back to work, several different times, and fortunately, I don't have to financially. I don't. I don't have to work. Sure. So it's not like I'm destitute. Uh, need the money. Well, that I love what I'm doing. I love. It. I never would have met you if I didn't yep. have cancer. Yeah. You and I became buddies. I know mm-hmm. she don't like me sometimes, but. <laughs> Why wouldn't she like you, Gear? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she'll well, tell you. Maybe well, because there's a story that I heard earlier. And that's, that's, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's the why, I, why, huh? That's, the, that's why I asked that question. Yeah, maybe, maybe she'll enlighten the rest of the people out there in this world why she don't like me. Well, and see, and no, here's... I like and here, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's, this is kind of a big joke, but here's, here's the thing, and, and, and I'm going to let you tell the story because okay. it's a great story and it's your story, but... There are times for all of us, and, and I say this through experience also, that especially in the beginning of this, and especially when we're getting started in that treatment, we've been through it a couple of times, that it's easier for us to say, you know, I don't know about this. This, this sucks. I don't want to do this no more. Mm-hmm. And it takes somebody pick, picking up their size nine and a half, ten, and putting it squarely between your butt cheeks. And I think that's what we're about to hear here. Is that correct? <laughs> Pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> please, Tracy, tell us about it. <laughs> well, Tracy, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it was more than Gary okay. that told me to put my big girl pants on. Okay. Um, you know, um, where I am getting treatment was actually my third opinion. Okay. I liked where I got my second opinion. I almost ended up there, but... Um, we're glad you didn't. Yeah, I am too. I'm very happy with the decision where to get treatment, um, especially because everything's under one roof. Right. It makes it so much easier. <laughs> um, but um, even my daughter's dance teacher, she was one of the first ones too to tell me to, you know, get my head out of my butt. Um, she, a year before I was diagnosed, was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. Okay. And she was one of the first people I talked to. And she actually called me, left a dance class to call me and talk to me. And the night before I got my port put in, I, my husband and I took my daughter to dance because I didn't want to sit home alone because I was nervous about, I was having my port put in and the biopsy of my liver at the same time so that they knew what the mutation was. <laughs> that's, that's a good day's work right there, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> exactly. I remember yeah. Tracy, after Tracy and I had our conversation <coughs> at the, in the cancer fighter corner, 
I remember her coming in on that Thursday. She pulled on her top. I said, see this? That's my part. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, I'm yeah. a patient now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, and she even told me, she's mm. like, you just got to go do what you got to do. Put your girl, big girl pants on and get through this. So, you know, in a year from now or however long it takes you to beat this, you know, we can sit down and laugh about it. Sure. Yes, sir. So you heard it there. And then you ran into Gary. Then Yeah. And then <laughs> my husband took me for... Um, our third opinion, he, he, um, said, we're going to cancer treatment centers of America. Okay. And at first I was, eh, I don't want to go that far away from home. That's pretty far. I want to be close to my kids. So if they need me and, and he's like, well, we're going to go, it's just to visit, <coughs> see what they have to say. And I, I walked in, I was so overwhelmed because first of all, in my head, I'm thinking I'm 44. I can't believe I'm walking into cancer treatment centers. You know, so I walk in and I'm crying and I'm sitting in registration and I'm crying and um, we had some time to kill before my first consultation and there was a cancer fighter booth and Gary's sitting in there and my husband kind of, why don't you go over there and um, go see what they're all about? And I was like, no, because <laughs> I wasn't in the talking mood, you know? <laughs> and he's just like, just go check it out. So I walk over there and I look at Gary and I'm like, yeah, I have cancer with an attitude <laughs> and he's like well yeah that's why you're here <laughs> well, you're right though i haven't met any of you coming by here who did yeah. yeah. that's why we're all here you know right because i didn't know what to say and i don't know what they're all about i'm like yeah i'm here because i have cancer and he's like yeah <laughs> so and he you know and i was sitting there crying still giving me my pity party but after my talk with gary i wasn't crying anymore he kind of got my spirits up and it was very helpful, especially, you know, my husband and I are sitting there. We don't know what's going to happen that day. You mm-hmm. know, we had appointment after appointment with different doctors there, and they're rushing at getting it through in one day instead of two because mm-hmm. we're driving from out of state. Sure. So, but, yeah, the cancer fighter corner, it, it's awesome. It's, when you say out yeah. of state, you mean Wisconsin, Joe, you're a Packer fan? Is that what yeah. you're trying to yeah. say? <laughs> I, th- I thought we were not know, going you know. there, Gary. I thought we weren't going I there. Know. I had to throw that in, you know. That's the last time. <laughs> she did leave her cheese head in her car. So. Okay. Yeah. I did. Yeah, but there was a mention about a, a baseball team from there, too, no, that we we're not talking about. We're not going to go there, either. <laughs> All right, let's get back on task here. All right. There was supposed to be no sports talk here. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Um, so, so, Gary, she ran into you. And you, you, you kind of turned her around a little bit. And, but here, I want to go beyond that question because I know you've done that with many people. Here's the question I have for you. How did you get involved with cancer fighters and say one day, you know what? This is what I want to do. This is how I want to help people. After having my cancer, for three years I was sick. I didn't do anything. Okay. For three years I was, I was, I was sick. I didn't want to leave the house. Uh, I didn't feel like doing anything. I had no energy. And it was nine years ago this month I got invited to the Cancer Fighters for a dinner and journey. And I met the tall guy. What's his name? Robbie? Robbie. Yeah. We've heard the we've heard of that guy. Yeah. Robbie, I hope you're doing okay out yeah. there, buddy. We love you, bud. Anyway, I met Robbie there. And we were talking about cancer treatment centers of America and Zion. I said, ah, maybe I should do do that. Let's do this next week. You and I come up there, we'll, I'll show you around, and he did. And I've been there, like you say, it'll be nine years next month. And uh, <coughs> being, a, being a cancer fighter, 
on the, as an ambassador, I did the thoughts with patients, just like yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Cancer Fighter Care Center program. Did the thoughts of patients before they even come to one of our hospitals that mm-hmm. had that same kind of cancer. They reached out to me. I did, I'd call them back. We make the contact. Uh, it's always been good. It's always been a really good experience, and I love it. I just like the thought of knowing that I helped somebody. Right. Today, like I helped Tracy. Tracy's here today. Mm-hmm. I like to think maybe maybe because of me. Right. I don't know, but maybe because of me, I, what I said. Yeah. Even whatever. if you had a piece of it, just it yeah. if if you were. If you're not wholly responsible, but responsible at all, if right. you are part of the process, I hope then that it's worth I, it. I hope right. if I do, do that when I'm there, mm-hmm. then my my job's complete. I've done sure. something that I want I wanted to do. Right, right, and I hope so in your mm-hmm. case. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, then I'll send you the then helps. I'll send you the bill. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna have to double it from she's from Wisconsin. I'm just gonna leave that no there. Sport, no sports. No sports. No sports. <laughs> uh, Kathleen says, "Love you, Gary." Um, Phil Nosarino, give us an update. Uh, about six weeks ago, uh, his wife had major surgery, the Whipple procedure, had some complications on Friday, and a consultant with a uh, consultation with a cancer. Uh, uh, doctor for chemo treatments uh, as as is every week Phil we keep her in our prayers and, and again I'll be giving you a call a little bit later on today um, so so now we've been through the part that now you've been to the hospital you've been diagnosed you ran into Gary who slapped you around a little bit figuratively <laughs> and he still does you know? and, oh, and he still does that's just that's just that's just Gary help me yeah. to take my you know, well, sometimes my antibiotic for my rash, you know, didn't want to take it. Well, sometimes we have to, uh, <laughs> sometimes we have to have rash. somebody just kind of keep us in line. Try to keep her in yeah. path, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have, I have a letter from her husband saying it's okay to do this. <laughs> hey, Matt, <laughs> if you're watching. <laughs> so let's, let's do this. We, we still got a, a lot of show left, but let me get to the sponsors real quick and let's pick this up, pick this up on the other side. What we're going to talk about you know the treatment what you're what you're currently going through what the expectation is of that treatment i'm going to ask gary a little bit about his as well because he's been through his a long time now um and we'll talk about kind of what goes into our minds when we're going through all this and and then we'll wrap things up but for right now let's let's thank our sponsors uh first off the uh, first off is uh northern illinois windows they do will clean your windows one pane at a time uh, they like doing windows they like doing the uh uh, power washing your house, clean gutters. So give them a call. To let them know you heard about us here. Natural Therapy Wellness Center, right here in McHenry, McHenry Massage. Uh, give them a call, 815 385 8190. We are powered today by XTech. Those are friends of mine as well. Uh, they keep this show running even when I break stuff, they keep it fixed for us. Uh, we want to thank uh, the Sticker Dude. We are actually operating from high above the Sticker Dude. Uh, complex they do everything marketing wise they'll wrap your car your your boat your truck whatever it is that you need to get some marketing on they do all those things of course we want to we want to thank 21 6 the net your daily dose of encouragement those guys uh, have have given us a platform to talk to and we couldn't be happier for their support Uh, i also want to thank eric mason at uh, at uh, mobile accounting he's the newest sponsor here of the station uh, he will actually come out to your house, your business. Uh, you you give him that uh, that box of receipts. He'll straighten them all out for you. Get you all fixed up. 
a new sponsor for our show is uh, the PDI uh, Dispensary. I will put their information up uh, later on. I'm going to actually talk with Joe Friedman later today or first thing tomorrow. We'll get some uh, advertising put together for him, and we welcome him as our newest sponsor. And uh, another sponsor of this show is my company, 24-7 Credit Funding. Uh, if you are a business and you are running your credit uh, through your business, your business through your credit, you're doing it wrong. Give us a call, 815-669-5901. And I think that takes care of everybody. So here we are, back to back to where we were. Uh, Gary Hackney with uh, with Tracy, and Tracy's telling us up to the point now. We, we've been through the diagnosis. We've been through the getting our head on straight. Now tell us about your treatment right now. What are you going through? What are the expectations for you? Um, my treatment is I have to go through co- uh, chemotherapy. Okay. And um, we can't talk surgery or anything until the tumors in my liver and in my colon shrink. Okay. Um, actually, my doctor last week told me he just wants them to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started on, uh, I'm on a cocktail. Okay. I go in for infusions every other week, and I... I was started on oxyplatin and the and then I get that infused at the hospital, mm-hmm. and it's about a three and a half hour drip mm-hmm. with all the pre meds and stuff. Right, and then I go home for forty eight hours with a chemo pack on <coughs> with a five fu pack. Okay, and um, then go back two days later to get it removed. And um, so it was just all right. Let's just get it started and get going, and let's shrink them. Sure, and um, I'm also. Along with the chemo, I'm trying to do things naturally, too, where I switch to, I'm eating for my blood type. Um, I'm taking a bunch of all-natural supplements that help my immune system and mm-hmm. my platelet counts. I mean, like we talked before about smoothies. Mm-hmm. I Every morning I have a spinach smoothie with sea algae. Mm. <laughs> Yummers. Put it raw egg in there. Just yeah. some and I got to tell you, if you've never had one of those, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> oh, you do know what you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So Tracy, I have a question. How how how's your side effects as doing all your stuff that you're going through? You know, I'm lucky where I didn't lose all my hair and I I did lose a lot of it and has thinned and that was supposed to be a side effect of it. Um my worst when I was on the oxyplatin chemo, I had neuropathy. I would get Charlie horses. Um, my hands would be so bad where I'd be sitting at my desk at home working and being on my computer, and all of a sudden my fingers are cramping up and going ev- different directions, and that was all part of the oxyplatin side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> on that, I really I would feel nauseous, but I wouldn't get sick. Okay. I could get through it. I've always had an appetite. Um, even if I didn't have much of an appetite, I'm s- I was still able to eat, and you know, and eating's a big part of it. Yes, it is. It's a big part of it. Even if you don't feel hungry and stuff, you got to get that nutrition in your body to help mm-hmm. fight. This People don't realize strength. that they they leave out the food part. I don't want to eat that. I'm not hungry. Force yourself to eat something. Mm-hmm. Force yourself. Well, because that yeah. you need that. And well, and then you and then it gets difficult. You know, like in my case, mm-hmm. I couldn't eat. Oh, I yeah. just plain could not eat. And I wanted to because yeah. I like food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I literally went through weeks that that uh, I was eating most of my food through a, a feeding tube. Mm. And, again, I'm a guy who likes to eat. Yeah. So <laughs> when 
my taste came back and I was able to open my mouth, I've been eating like a horse ever since. <laughs> I mean, I eat five, six times a day every single day. So I can make it up for lost time, man. Yep. Leave me alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but it's important. You do have to eat. You that, to, no you matter to, what, you, you got to eat. Because you, yeah. you need the nutrition. You need your strength. Yep. You, and, you need all that. And, and food has so many vitamins in there. Different foods yep. have different vitamins. So yep. it's good for you. You got to get your B12. That's a big cancer fighter, vitamin right. D. And, um, and I did... Speaking of eating and side effects, one of the side effects, the metallic taste in your mouth. Mm -hmm. It is awful. You know, I, I I love chocolate, so I allow myself, to, you know, 80% dark organic chocolate, a square. But after an infusion, it does not taste like chocolate. It tastes sure. like a metallic metal going in your mouth. So it's like, why bother eating Ch it? I just took the gutters off the house. Thought yeah, I'd I, take I, a I, chunk I, out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, chicken does not taste like chicken. Broccoli does not taste like broccoli. Right. It has a metallic taste in your mouth. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and they tell you, drink lots of water to get it to go through your body faster. So that's what I do. I I even, you know, I only drink distilled water. Uh, another big thing that I drink is SAAC tea. Mm -hmm. um, outside of the cancer center, I also see a nutritionist who is all natural, showed me how to eat for my blood type and has me on the SAAC tea and all these different supplements and stuff. And, um, and I, I for, you know, I'm taking supplements for my um, adrenal glands you know, all the different glands that affect sure. affect the fight. So that's a big part of doing this with the chemo. And I think it's it, it's definitely helping me with a lot of the side effects because well, good. A f after I get through my infusion and the couple, a few days feeling yucky, mm -hmm. my second week, this week, this is my good week. Mm -hmm. I go out and do things like I don't have cancer. Sure. You know, I, I go into work for a few hours in the morning. I'm taking my kids to their activities. You know, I'll make dinner for the family. You know, I, I, I'm act. You know, I try not to even think that I have cancer. Right, right. Just go live, mm -hmm. have fun, and you know, it's the day before when I have to get ready to go for my infusion. I'm packing my bag for the cancer center mm -hmm. stuff, and and I'll admit it's like, oh, I gotta go back. Well, you know what you just said about this week. You don't you don't feel like you have cancer. That's very powerful. Because <laughs> cancer, it can be such a depressant mm -hmm. if we allow it right. to be. Yep. Right. We, as patients that who's been through this journey, and it is a journey, uh, have to stay positive and keep moving forward. Because yep. it's so easy to say, I'm going to sit here and do nothing. Cause we've all done that. We need to pick ourselves up yep. and others too. You know, be, be that person. Hey, let's do this. Right. Yep. You know? right. And I'm, I'm very fortunate where I have my family, you know, my sister, my parents, my in-laws, all my sister-in-laws, they're all very supportive. Mm -hmm. And if I need help with anything, right. they are there for me. I, we just have to make the phone call. They are all there for us. So we are very fortunate. That's great. For that. Yeah, and that's, and that's important. And that, yeah. you know, when I look back and, and I, I, can't, uh, I can't and haven't enough said thank you for everybody that was involved with, uh, yep. with my treatment. Um, it's it's overwhelming, but it's important too. Yep. If you if you look at, you know, one of the things that I said and I, I mentioned a time or three was going through uh, the CTCA for my regular uh, uh, 
uh, radiation that was five days a week. And the number of people I saw there that were there by themselves, and that was obvious they were there by themselves, and it was obvious that they didn't really have much of a support system. Yeah. That was one of the reasons this show is here today, yeah. from, from seeing that and feeling, yeah. feeling bad for that. It's real. Yeah. It, hap- it is there mm-hmm. because on the other side of that, you know, that, that's per- that person's spouse, mm-hmm. somebody has to work in that family exactly. to carry right. the insurance, yep. to pay the bills. Because you can't be there both at the same time because somebody, like you say, has to take care of the other aspect right. of having yep. cancer. Because exactly. cancer, it's not free. No, nope. no, it's not. It's, it's an not expensive free. gig. It is. Yep. It's a very special country club. The only thing I wish I, I wish you had a pool table. To try to win table. some of our money back? But <laughs> 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 well, it's like having a private country club, but there's no pool table, there's no open bar. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Yep. So I wore my special shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've actually been a witness of somebody up in Infusion mm-hmm. who had nobody there, and she was having a very bad reaction. And um, It's a mental game, because yeah. you're, you're, you're mentally you're thinking, I'm here all by myself. Yep. Well, I, I think there's that, and again, depending on what you're going through treatment-wise. Exactly. Y- you know, there, there are things that are going to happen. There is yep. pain that's going to come. There are things that mm-hmm. we're... You know, and, and quite frankly, I, I went through I went through chemo myself. I had cisplatin. They were like six hour gigs yep. at a time, and uh, you know, people talk about things like chemo brain and this and that. And I and I was the first one who said that's horse hockey. Yeah, it's real. Till <laughs> I couldn't remember my name. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. It's real. It's yeah, real. it's real. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> so if you know those people that are you know unfortunately doing this on their own. Uh, for whatever reason there is, and I completely understand. Yeah, you got to have somebody making the making those bills get paid still, exactly. even you know, even when re- you can't. That's real. So you know, in some cases that's cases, others it's not. But if you're there by yourself and you're going through it by yourself, now there's something dragging you down. Yep. Now, if you add to it the side effects of what you're going through, which magnifies how bad you feel. Yeah. And then it's it's kind of a dangerous uh, kind of a dangerous scenario. But anyway, moving away from that for just a second, Gary, you had your treatment many years ago. And, and there's a reason I want to ask this question because, you know, we've talked with, most of the people we've talked with here uh, are either A, in treatment right now, or, you know, myself, I've been out for a little over a year. So yours was several years ago. Tell us about what happened then. And let's kind of look at the timeline of how things may or may not have changed. Well, yeah, my, I had my surgery here in McCary Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Back in August of 2006, I had a total thyroidectomy. Let's say I was covering ear to ear. Removed my thyroid. Many men lip nose because the cancer has spread outside the thyroid. Sure. Had to scrape my trachea. Uh, I went from a four-hour surgery to a 12-hour surgery. I woke up. I was in the ICU for <coughs> four days, mm-hmm. five days, because I had all these tubes running and I couldn't talk. Sure. Uh, I didn't know. I said, my wife was there, my son, my daughter. They were telling me what had happened, but I couldn't comprehend anything because I was all <coughs> medicated, all doped up sure, from sure. all the you know, stuff. And uh, once you got the <coughs> tubes and stuff out, then I was able to communicate. And uh, I was scared. For people and rightfully say, so. And pe- people, <laughs> I hear people all the time, well, I was never scared. You're full of BS. Horse hockey. Yeah, <laughs> you're full of BS. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I'm a big guy. <laughs> I was scared. 
There's no, you know. Yeah, and I mean, for that's me, just part time, of the deal. I didn't, I knew nothing about uh, CTCA. Never, mm-hmm. Nothing. I didn't, I didn't come in contact with Cancer Keeper Centers of America until no, uh, November of 2006. After my doctor here, <coughs> McHenry, told me he did his job for me. He did the <coughs> hell out of his office. And I saw a commercial one day, and I remember calling out there, talking to the young lady. I'm seeing out the information. Well, during the time, I saw a commercial for Russian University. I knew somebody who went to Rush. I called that place. I did it right away. So the stuff came from the patch that came from Cancer Treatment Center. I looked at it. I threw it away. That was November of 06. Well, December of 06. And in, between, in, in that time, I went down to Rush. That was a joke. They didn't want nothing to do with me because they didn't do the initial surgery. Nobody wanted to touch me, which I understand that. So during that time, that lady called me back from Cancer Treatment Center of America. And Terrell was on the charge. I hadn't. T- I didn't tell Terrell what I had done because I'm a big boy. I don't, you know, I didn't want to stress <laughs> her out. But when that lady called me back, then I was very, very sick. I said, "Then I told my wife what I had done and what you did, so we could maybe work this out again." So I told Terrell what I made an initial phone call. The packet came. I threw it away. Now she wants to help me again. So Terrell got on the phone and apologizing for me. Because she didn't know what I had done, and uh, so she resent the packet out, and here I am. Uh, I've been with them since December 2006, and they saved my life. Now, you 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 spoke of the uh, of the surgery, which was more than a little invasive. Yes, that's uh, that's that's quite a procedure there. You're talking. I about. had 54 staples on my neck. Right. I remember going into the. To the lumber yard here in town, and my buddy says, "Man, you look like a zipper." <laughs> right. <laughs> At now, the time, I couldn't laugh. Right. <laughs> Could pull a moose. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember it literally had it when someone was talking to me. I had to turn my whole body to look at them, so I used to say, "Just get in front of me this way." <laughs> yeah. so right. I don't. I don't look at you this way. Right. But yeah, uh, I laugh about it now. I can. Mm-hmm. But during that time. I couldn't. I was angry. No, no. You had to be in, 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 in a tremendous amount of pain. Yeah, I hurt. And the pain is real. I wake up in the middle of the night. The nerves that are coming back to life, mm-hmm. that are happening, mm-hmm. I didn't wait from a dead sleep. I can wake up and just feel these p- the pain in my neck and stuff. <coughs> it's just, it's not, it, it's there, but right. it's not there. You know? Now, did you, have, did you have other parts of the treatment other than surgery? Was there anything else involved? Yes, I had a small radioactive iodine. Okay. Which is... Uh, my whole body was radioactive. Okay. The bottom of my, uh, I mean, from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head. I remember the guy coming into my room with a little, all dressed in white. Got his hazmat uniform on. <laughs> Is that mm-hmm. with the little guider counter? Beep, 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 And uh, I was freaking out. I remember asking the doctor if my eyes would glow at nighttime, if my urine would glow in the dark. <laughs> I, I wanted to know all these yeah. things. I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Right. I really didn't. And it was all new to me. Uh, but you know, your eyes don't glow, and your urine does not glow in the dark. So right. no, no, no fancy ideas, you know. Out there. But uh, I was I was down for the count. I was in the hospital here in town, in the lead room, because I was radioactive. Everything was wrapped in plastic. Carol to visit me for half an hour a day. She had opened the door, and there was a piece of tape right there. She could come no further than that. We had no contact, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but yeah, but you know, we made it. Right. Right. Yeah. She was my, I made it because of her. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah, we and we all, I mean, without Rachel, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. I can tell you that for yeah. sure. I made it because of her. Right. Mm-hmm. Ed Swider says, hey, what's happening, Gary? Hey, Ed. <laughs> so, Tracy, now you're a couple of weeks in, you say. So yeah. what does it look like? You know, have they given you how much, how long you th- this is going to take or what their estimations are? They said um, the first the chemos that I started with, they told me, you know, 10 to 12 rounds. Okay. Round eight, I had a severe reaction. Okay. I, my sister-in-law actually took me for that treatment because, um, like Gary said, my husband was working. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have my mom and my sister-in-law who help out to take me to treatments. And... Um, I was five minutes into the oxyplatin drips and my blood pressure fell really dangerously low, was sweating up a storm. Um, you know, my she, she called the nurse in for me and they knew right away what was happening and they're unhooking me and stuff. And I didn't, I remember some of it. I remember being so hot and, you know, wanting to take my clothes off because I'm sweating so much. And, um, and then I just remember them saying, we got to get you out of this reaction and them putting some med in my port saying you're going to be knocked out for a while. And mm-hmm. I think I woke up three hours later. Sure. Yeah. So my sister-in-law took control, calling everybody and keeping, you know, my husband, you know, what was going on. And you know, she was on the phone with everyone. I, I, I was out, so I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure. But like, thank goodness mm-hmm. I have somebody at all my treatments. Right. Because we talk about. People being there, how alone important that is, yeah. yeah. And, 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 like that and that's important, it's very beneficial. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think Dr. Carroll, I mean, I was drawn because I was in Tulsa at the time for weeks at a time. She would, she would go with me. She missed like several, several weeks mm-hmm. yeah. for me being sick. Now, she won't take off a day for herself, right? Right, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and 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 Rachel was the same way, you know. Fortunately, she works for an employer that said, you know, you do what you got to do if you got to work from home on this particular day, so. Right. Um, between yeah. her and my uh, her and my daughter, I very rarely went to some place by myself. Um, so yeah, it's important stuff. Oh yeah, my daughter took me a lot of times when Carol couldn't take me. Yeah, my daughter was there. My son was yeah. there. I I thank God for those. That, that's very special. Yeah, I remember those times, and you know, I remember my aunt and uncle driving me down to the University of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I couldn't drive. Right. Yep. Carol, my wife, she likes to drive me carry. That's about it. <laughs> she likes very yeah. low. She don't like to drive. Yeah, uh, I could never get myself home after treatments because I'm so dope. Just worn out, right? Oh yeah. From the just the Benadryl drip alone. Oh yeah, that makes you sleep anyway. Yeah. So right. Yeah. I could I could get myself there, but I couldn't get myself home. Sure. <laughs> so, and I'm going to bring this open to all of us here because this is kind of an important question and and really one of the points of this show in the first place. And the question is this, and I'm going to start with you, Tracy. Um, because again, you are in the midst of it right now. And, you know, for those of us, those out there that are listening that are in the middle of this, this is important stuff. This is why we do this. So if what we are talking about rings true to what you're thinking, then we've accomplished something. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you know other people need to hear this, please share this with them. Let them know as well. But here's my question. We all were faced with this from a diagnosis. A diagnosis that scared the hell out of us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're here today. You're in the middle of treatment. Gary and myself, we're done with it. So my question is to you first. How do you see the finish line? What keeps you keeping your legs pumping through the finish line? What is it that motivates you to say, I'm not done yet? 
What a great shot. What a great thought for a show. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no punch intended, right? <laughs> um, my family. Okay. I want to be there for my kids, my husband, you know, my parents, my sister, my in-laws, my sister-in-laws, my brother-in-laws. You know, I, that's what keeps me going. Okay. You know, I'm I'm not done yet. I, I you know, I want to grow old. I want to retire. I want to have a condo somewhere on the ocean, you know. There you but go. Thinking of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Even now, when I have, like yesterday, I was not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started thinking about what's coming up next weekend that's going to be fun. Oh, I can't wait for next weekend. Mm-hmm. I get to watch my daughter play soccer. You know, my parents and my in-laws are going to come watch, you know, her play soccer. And, mm-hmm. You know, so I start, I, I get that stuff in my head. And then it makes me forget about what I'm going through that day. And, well, tomorrow's going to be a better day. Sure. And I knew yesterday, you know, I, I, you know, I laid down for a while yesterday and, and I knew I was like, well, tomorrow's going to be a better day because I feel crappy today. So tomorrow's just going to be a better day. Yeah. We kind of get on a yeah. schedule. We exactly. know when we're going through the chemo. It's yeah. like, okay, tomorrow's really going to suck bad, yeah. <laughs> exactly. but but by Friday I should be okay. <laughs> right. I, I can get out and work for a few hours. Yeah. So right. no plans on yeah. Wednesday and Thursday, but right. Friday made auto plans you right. want yeah. so we're going right. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And. And that's what my family, you know, we go by, okay, this weekend coming up, it's my good weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll make plans to do something as a family on my good weekend. Okay. You know, last weekend was considered my bad weekend, but I still was able to do stuff. Mm-hmm. For some yeah. reason, the side effects hit a little bit lower. Where did you go last week? Last week? Yeah. Well, CTCA. No, I mean... You and Matt alone with no kids? Where'd you go? Oh, that was a few weeks ago. The oh. Brewers game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gary, that's the second time you've done that in this show. The second. I know. I'm a rebel. <laughs> we had a free weekend of no kids. Uh-huh. Actually, two weekends in a row I lucked out. Wow. Where last uh, one weekend, my parents took the kids and my husband took me up to Cedarburg and I got to see extended family. I got to see my aunts and uncles and cousins and it was awesome. They surprised Very me cool. with a vegan lunch, all natural lunch and stuff. So that was That's awesome. That's ice cubes, right? What? That's ice cubes. Ice cubes? Yeah, vegan lunch. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> we did have um my cousin did bring a treat. She brought me almond ice cream. Okay. So we had almond ice cream for dessert because I'm not doing dairy right now. Um so my parents had the kids that week, and then I lucked out where my sister took them the following weekend. I'm like, we get two weekends free? But it was the weekend that my sister took the kids. It's one of my bad weekends because I had infusion that week. But I purposely made my infusion on a Tuesday so so I could see Gary, of course, and so that I could be over side effects and get to a Brewers game. <laughs> there <laughs> it is again. Without there the it is again. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, you're doing great, so I'm going to let that one go, too. Yeah. Gary, how about you? Tell What, what was going through your mind when you were going through it? Because you went through, at least from, you know, based on what I went through, considerably more pain than I did. You know, with me, when I was in, when I, when I was in Tulsa back in 2008, I had a cash can. I had a mass on my sternum. It was Mother's Day weekend. Carol and I, we drove out there together. I let her fly home to spend Mother's Day with her mom and her son. Then Monday, I see the doctor. He said, we had to do surgery on you because you have a mass under your sternum, and I don't know if there's cancer. 
So I had to call Carol. I said, I won't be home Wednesday. I'm going to be here for seven, eight, maybe nine weeks. Mm. So she flew back out there, her and her mother. Uh, and I had surgery. And they, the only way they did to that that uh, tumor, the mass, is open heart surgery. So they talked to your sternum, opened you up, take out the mass. It was non cancerous. Oh, good. Yeah. But then I had open heart surgery because I had all these wires and crap. But she had to go back home. She's a teacher <laughs> in the school year, you know. So I said, I'm be fine. And I got hundreds of people here that would take care of me. Because when you're there, you're not, even though you're alone, you're not alone. Right. Because there's people that would look out. Because yep. we're, the, we're all there for the same thing. Yep. yep. We're on the same boat. So I had people that I've met throughout the years that were there taking care of me. So it was kind of cool. So I was there for seven weeks. But I, you know, personally, I think that if you don't have cancer, God bless you. But people can't be ver- prevent a lot of things. <laughs> Colonoscopies. Mm-hmm. An EGD exam. They're not, I mean, it's not the best thing in the world to have. But people need to, people need to be their best, worst enemy. Right. They need to want, I want to, I want to do this. I'm 40 years old. I want to have this done. Well, you should wait till you're 55. I want to have it done. I have seven tumors in my breast. I've had one removed the size of my fist back in 2006 in Tulsa. I go twice a year. I call it my manogram. There yeah. you go. They hurt. Mm-hmm. They hurt. Mm-hmm. I have a tumor right now, right here on my adrenal gland that goes to my liver, kidney, and pancreas. It is non-cancerous. I do for blood work. Quite often. I do, th- I do for scans. Quite often. So you gotta, you got to be your, you, we, us, have to be our best worst enemy right mm-hmm. we right. have the one to say hey i need to have this done right yep. because if it doesn't seem like it's right it's probably not exactly right yep. you know it's yeah. and it's easy for us i mean you know we're we're uh, we're all big tough guys and, and tough women and i got a little uh, i got a cut that's nothing okay that probably isn't what about the lump in your throat though <laughs> yeah that might be a little problem yeah. well yeah that's just a, i mean when you feel something that's not right you have a sore throat for right i spend a period of time that's a sign there's something. So it, it's right. not right. Right. If you feel like you have hemorrhoids, as mm-hmm. you thought you did. Yep. Have it checked out. Yep. It wasn't and hemorrhoids. And trust me, it's not like, I mean, even my husband's like, well, go to the doctor. You, to, you know, we, we let it go for a couple weeks. Yeah. A couple weeks. Because you, you yeah. I mean, you, you're 44 years old. Yeah. If, if at one time somebody said, have a colonoscopy at 40 years old. People look at you funny. Yep. People look at you funny. Right. Yep. But you, now, you're in a position to say, hey, hey. People, 40 years old, 40 is the new 50 right. yep. for a colonoscopy. Right. Yep. And it's, you know, and I'll admit, I was like, I don't want to go to a doctor for that. And my husband's like, well, it's a doctor. You just go, just go. And I was like, oh, come on. So, like, last February, I couldn't have openly talked about why I went to doctor and openly talked about colonoscopies because I thought it was embarrassing. Well, and that's the thing, yeah. and that's, that's oh, kind of where this takes us. That we don't have that kind of shame anymore. No. It that's is what mind, it is. That's the mindset. Right. That's the mindset that we, yeah. we all, we as a human race have. Right. But we as a human race started to pass yep. that. Right. Yep. And I this is what what Tom and Robbie are trying to do: promote that, so people don't fear. Right. That going to the doctor. Yeah, I'd like to have this done. I need. Yep. I think I should have this done. Right. You of all people, God bless you. I'm so very very proud of you. Seriously. Oh, thank you. For not telling me the. the Take a walk that day, and <laughs> you decided to treat with us. Really, you came a long way. Yeah. I mean, I remember when you first started to the day. Uh, really. Yeah. So, 
for you. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. For you. And here we here we are. We're uh, we're about to close the hour out already. Well, wow. it seems like we just got started, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, Tracy Tracy's lost a long time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to. I want to thank Tracy for being on the show. You know, thank your you. story is great. I I loved hearing it. Um, we also we're we're gonna keep tabs on you a little bit. We'll see okay. how you're doing, how you're progressing, and hopefully when you're done with all this, you come back talk with us again. Definitely. Okay. Glad you guys had me. G- Gary, as always, a pleasure seeing you. Yeah. You know, I, I want to say uh, thank you. Oh, thank, not no, thank sir, me for. No, thank you for having this platform. You and Robbie both. I mm-hmm. mean, you guys are patient. We're all patients at Cancer Treatment mm-hmm. Center of America. Right. We have so many things in common. Cancer, one of them, unfortunately. But then we all treat at the same place. Right. Which is a gossip. Because, I mean, I say this all the time. I post on Facebook, I, CTCA rocks. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay to say that. I say, oh, they saved my life. They saved your life. Right. Mm-hmm. They saved your life. You bet. You bet. And I had to go on and on and on. The reality, the people die all over the place. Yeah. That's yep. life. But life goes on. And I, and I tell Tracy all the time, all the patients, I don't care about yesterday, and I give a damn about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do I tell you this? Yeah, you told me that after because I was afraid to go back to chemo after that negative reaction. Right. And what yep. it, but today, I That's woke all up you today. Got is right now. Today's the day. Whatever you do today, make this the best of your day. Whatever I do. That's what people don't remember me by what I did today, not what I did yesterday. <laughs> no, people don't care. You can't go back in time. Right. You can't go to the future. Today, you got it. Mm-hmm. And keep on looking good, all right? You're going to beat this. Thank you. Well, thank you. That's the goal. Beat it. Yeah, there you go. Sure. And, it, and it's said, and this is, this is how we're going to close this show, and I hope we've accomplished what I'm about to say. Um, just like nobody cares about what's, what you did today or tomorrow, only about what you're doing right now, same thing is true when you talk to somebody or you, you interact with them. They never remember what you said. They never remembered if they agreed or not. What they do remember is how you made them feel. And hopefully we've made somebody feel hopeful today. We've hopefully given a little encouragement today. That's what we do. Uh, we want to thank everybody that was involved with this show. Thank you again. We will see you next week. We have a, a guest lined up who we will announce through the week. And for us at Not Done Yet, Gary Hackney and Tracy. Thank you. Thanks for listening, thank and you. we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Sixthanet.com. There we are. And uh, yep. Test, test. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I think here we are. I hope you can hear us out there. Yeah. Oh, right there. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, are we live? I think we are. I think we are. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and this is Tom with my co-host, Bob Gibbons. Uh, welcome to Not Done Yet. We've got a pretty good show for you today, we hope. Uh, we hope you can see us out there. If you can, please let us know. We're kind of kind of rookies on this uh, 
on these boards. So let us know if you can hear and see us okay. Yeah, um, no, it's not something that we're too much to have too much expertise in. But there's a lot of things we don't have expertise in, and there's no real roadmap for that. And that really segues into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, Tommy, you want to introduce our topic? Yes. We're, today we're going to talk about life after cancer treatment. There's a lot of things that, that uh, we experience, and we'd hope you'd jump in and give us your experiences as well. Uh, and again, I'm not seeing anything 